Welcome everyone to the Ovet to Adaf Yomishu. Today's shiur is Daf Yud Aleph. We will begin on Daf Yud Amubet. Towards the bottom of the page, the words say, Amar Rabbi Elazar, last word learns Elazar. We were discussing how Hashem, wait, today's Daf is available. Anyone who would like to sponsor it, call 718-213-3681. And Bezat Hashem, we will give you the zechut. The Gemara says as follows. We said yesterday that Hashem does not happy at the destruction of the Shaim. Which you remember you asked, you said, uh, what do you mean, why not? So we're going to see that even though Hashem himself is not happy, because I guess because he was hoping that they would do what's right. Again, everyone, when everyone, everyone has their own choice to do what's right. And Hashem is hoping that they're making the correct choice. So therefore... Um, we're saying here that even though Hashem himself does not rejoice when they go down, Rabbi is saying, Hu enosas, masis. Even though he's not happy, he makes other people happy. Hashem makes people happy when the Roshim go down. It says Hashem will make rejoice. Not that he rejoices. So therefore we see that Hashem will make you rejoice when they go down. Rabbi Abba Bar Kahana, as we see that Klai said also, even though Hashem didn't let the angels say Shira, the Jews said Shira. Shira Tayam was said when the, when the Muslims were, were, were destroyed. So the, the idea behind it is that even though, even though in general you know, Hashem is not happy, but the people who got saved are allowed to be happy. Rabbi Abba Bar Kahana patach lepitcha When he would start about the about the state, he would start with this pasuk. It says, To a person who Hashem likes, he gives wisdom, he gives brains, and he gives happiness. And to the sinner, Hashem gives the idea to gather and and, and grab and and uh, gather together. That's Haman. Hashem gave him the idea to get all his money together. Latet latov lefnei Elohim, and and I'm sorry. Latet latov lefnei Elohim. He can pass on to one who's good to Hashem. That's Mordechai Nesedichtiv Atasam Esed Mordechai Albet Haman. Hashem put. So in other words, Hashem gave Haman the idea to get all this money. Why did he get all the money, Haman? He was the richest guy in the world by far. Hashem's plan was: I want to give it to Mordechai. And therefore, when Haman died, they put Mordechai in charge of Haman's house. So now all the wealth that he was gathering was really for Mordechai. That's the idea. Okay. So, you know, you're wondering why he has all the wealth. He has all the wealth because we're going to get it. And, this, and if, he only, if he had less wealth, we'd, be doing, we'd have less. Okay. Rabbi Bar Ofran, Bar Ofran, Uh, he opened up the, the petach for the parsha from this. V'samti kisei be'elam v'havati misham melech v'sanim, and I will put his throne in Elam, and I will destroy the king and the princes. Melech zevashti, sanim it's Haman and his ten ten kids. Okay, so all these people were anti-Semites, and Hashem got rid of all of them. He would start being like to stay from another pasuk. Okay. He would say, the Pasuk says on top of Yudal Fomalf, Ki Avadim Anachnu, Uba Avodatenu, Lo Azavunu, Elohim, Vayet Elenu Hasid, Lefne Melech Baras. Okay? 
we're slaves, and in in a, in a servitude, Hashem didn't forget us, and He made the people, the king of Persia, good to us. Amatai, when did this happen? In the time of Haman. Pasuk says, You you put a a man over our heads, and we went in fire and water. Ba'esh, we went in the fire, Uba Mayim, we went in the water, we went through the through the we took it, we came out in abundance, that's in the days of Haman, where in the time of Haman it was different that the the the, the parties is what took us out. you know Haman's party plus Esther's party parties are what got us out of things. So, so that, that's why we say, you took us out in abundance. At a, at a beautiful party, that's how we got out of the problem. Okay? He would start, because it's different from the following thing. You remember the kindness and truth. To the house of Yisrael. And all the ends of the earth will see how Hashem saved us. When did everyone see how Hashem saved us? When Mordechai is dead, because everyone got letters saying that about, about the miracle. Right? Esther sent letters to every country, and that's how every country knew how Hashem saved the Jews. Mm-hmm. He would start from, this, from the following Pasuk. Pasuk says, Ari nohem vedov shokek. A lion roars, and a bear growls. Moshel rasha al-amdal. And the Rasha rules over the poor nation. Arinohem, when we say the lion roars, the lion rose from the forest. <coughs> a growl, dove shokek, a growling bear. Another beast came out like a bear, and that's referring to the dream of Daniel, where he's thinking of, of where he speaks of the bear. But Vitani, Rabbi Yosef, Elu Parsim, the reason why the, he, he, Daniel dreamed about the bear is because he's referring to the Persians. Sheochlim Vishotim Kedov. They eat and drink like a bear. Mesorbalim Kedov. And they're covered with hair like a bear. They're covered with, with flesh. They're, they're, they're fat like a bear. Umagadlin Se'ar Kedov. They have hair like a bear. They never rest. They're always moving like a bear. Moshel Rasha, a wicked ruler, Zehman. Al Amdal over a poor nation, El Yisrael. Shem Dalim Mitzvot. The reason why they were poor is because we didn't have Mitzvot. When you're rich, you have a lot of Mitzvot. When you're poor, you don't have Mitzvot. We were poor. We didn't have as many Mitzvot in those days, and that's why he's ruling over. The reason why he could rule over us is because we were poor. Had we been rich, he wouldn't be able to rule us. Rebbeze opens up the the, the parasha with this. Okay, we, we've had a few of them already, right? He says, With laziness, the roof leaks. I'm sorry. With laziness, the ceiling collapses. And with, with uh, lotus, lowness of hands, 
then you'll have a leak in the house. Because the Jews were lazy, I didn't learn Torah. Now, became the enemy of Hashem. How do we see? When, when you see uh, uh, the word mach, it means poor. If the guy is too poor, that's Pasuk in the Torah, it shows the word mach means poor. And mikre always is like Rosh Hashanah. So the, the roof is referring to Hashem. So therefore, Hashem collapsed it on you because you were lazy and learned Torah. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak patach lepetchal haypasham hachi. You learn from here. Says Shir lemalot leadonai shayelanu yomanai Yisrael. If it wasn't for Hashem, was that was for us? The Jews would say leadonai shayelanu bekumalayin adam. If Hashem wasn't for us, when when a man came against us. Adam v'lo melech. This is this is not not referring to a king coming against us. It's referring to a man coming against a private citizen. Who's the private citizen who is coming against the Jews, and we wouldn't be able to last it without Hashem? Haman. Thank you. Rava Rava would start up with the following pasuk. It says, "Berkat tzadikim yismaham umushol hasha yanacham." When when the tzaddikim go up, everyone's happy. When the rasha goes up, everyone will will uh, groan. Everyone was happy. When the rasha rules, everyone groans. It says the city of Shushan was uh, dazed. Okay, Rav Matna said, "Learn it from here." Who is this great nation that has a God who's so close to it? And therefore you see that also us, Hashem is so close to us. Because the Pasuk says, Did anyone ever do this for you? Right? Well, they, they try to kill you and they get destroyed? Right? Just like just like when the Jews left Egypt, they were trying to kill all the Jews, Jewish babies and kill the Jews, and then Hashem ended up they, them drowning. They tried to drown us, and Hashem drowned them. But they drowned the babies to drown them. So to hear, Haman was trying to kill all, all, all of them, and then they killed out all the, all, his whole family. That's, that's, the, that's the greatness. Hashem doesn't just punish them. He punished them exactly what they were trying to do. And therefore you could see a Kedosh Baruch from that. Okay? Okay, we did that. Now let's go we're on to the next Pasuk. It says, Vayhi bimei Ahashverosh. It was in the days of Ahashverosh. Amarav, Vay, Vay, Vihi. Vayhi is woe and Vihi, mourning. Okay? Hadad achtiv, Vamachatem sham lo oivecha lavadim lusrachot. You'll be sold there as slaves. Right? Vayhi is a sign of woe is to us. Vishmu Amar, I never, Shmuel would start with the word that I, I did not get, get disgusted from you and I didn't reject you to destroy you. Meaning, even though you deserve destroying, I never destroyed you. How do we see that? In the, how do we see that in the thing? I didn't, I didn't get disgusted from you. But you may have any in the days of the Greeks. In, 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 uh, Talking about the Jewish people, right? Yes. And I didn't reject you. To destroy you, to break my covenant with them, 
I'm going to be a God, also in the time of Gog Magog by Mashiach, I'm also going to stick with you, and I'm not going to reject you. Okay, that's one pasuk. In the bright, there's no different. When it says, I didn't disgust you, we make kastim, that's in the days of the kazdim. Okay? In the days of the kazdim, even though they destroyed the Beit HaMikdash, Hashem saved Daniel, and they ended up growing up and becoming leaders of the Jews afterwards. Okay? And I didn't reject you, we made vanim. In this way of learning, in the brightest way of learning the Pasuk, the way Hashem didn't reject you, it, before it was by not, by not destroying you. And like Mashiach's times and all those things. Now we're telling you that the way Hashem is not rejecting you is by giving you a leader to lead you during those times. So it, uh, in the time of Yivanim, Shemat Lehem Shimon HaTzadik, and the Chashmonaim, and his kids, and Matityahu Kohen Gadol, all those people um, ended up saving Kaisa. Okay? Lechalotam, to destroy them, Bimehaman, Dezaman, Shemat Lehem Mordechai Veseh, Mordechai Veseh, save you. Save you. Lafebritiutam, Bimei Parshim, in the days of the Persians, Shemat Lehem Shabet Rebbe Vechachme Dolot, in the days of the Persians, I gave you Rebbe's house, and the the Tanaim. Now, when it says the Persians, it's a mistake. It should have read Romans. I guess they censored it out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because the Roman, the Romans. I'm your God, in the future. No one will be able to rule the Jews completely. If you do not get rid of the people of the land. Now over there it says, Pasuk says, that Hashem told the Jews when you conquer, you have to destroy the people over there. And Shaul did not get rid of the Amalekim. And from the Amalekim came Haman. Okay? Rebchia would say the following pasuk. He'd say, What I thought I'm going to do to them, I'm going to do to you. Which means that if the Jews don't destroy the enemies, Hashem is going to make it, they're going to want to destroy you. And that's what happened, that they tried to try to destroy us. Okay. Achashverosh. Pasuk says, What's the name Achashverosh? Amar Rav, Rav says, Achiv Shelrosh, the brother of the head. Uben Gilo Shelrosh. And the same type as the head. What does that mean? Achiv shel rosh. Achiv shel rosh. Achiv shel nebuchadnezzar hasha shenekra rosh. It's like, he's the brother, meaning he's similar to nebuchadnezzar hasha. That's how bad he was. That he was the brother of nebuchadnezzar who was called the rosh. How do we know he's called the rosh? Shnevar antu reshad de dava. Because when nebuchadnezzar had a dream, he dreamed of a statue with a golden head and silver torso and, and clay arms. And, and, in interpreting the dream, Daniel told him, you are the head of gold. So you see the word Rosh refers to him. And therefore, when we're telling you that, that, Hama, that Achashverosh is the brother of the Rosh, we're saying he's as wicked as Nebuchadnezzar. Ben Gilosh Rosh, he's the same as Rosh, Hu Arag Bikesh Larog. Nebuchadnezzar killed all the Jews. Achashverosh tried to kill the Jews. Hu Echriv. Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the Bekdash. 
who and Achashverosh wanted to destroy the Bet Midrash. Shneimar, Malchut Rosh Betichilat Malchuto, Katu Setna Al Yoshevei Yehuda Yerushalayim. It says that in the beginning of Achashverosh's time, they wrote an accusation against the people who lived in Yudah and Yerushalayim. Now that's because there was they they, they had came back. During the, during the rule of Kodesh, they came back to try to build the Bet HaMikdash a little bit. And as they were started, Achashrosh listened to a, to a report about the Jews, and he said, no, they're not allowed to stay. He stopped the, rebuilding the Bet HaMikdash. And that's what we're saying, that he also destroyed the Bet HaMikdash, because he didn't let them rebuild it. Okay? He says, he's called Achashrosh, because the Jews were like the bottom of a pot, which means Achashverosh sounds like Esh Shachor, Achashverosh. The Jews' faces in his times were walking around as if the, like the black on the bottom of a pot. It was like we, 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 we were all depressed. Rabbi Amar Everyone who remembers him remembered, oh, woe is to, woe to my head. The like I have a king like this. That's why he called him Achashverosh. Who Achashverosh? When we say, why does that say, Vahibi me achashverosh, hu achashverosh, why does it say hu achashverosh? Obviously, it's achashverosh. We just say it's achashverosh, right? So we're telling you, hu achashverosh, hu b'reshto mitichlobat sofo. We're hinting to you, there's a lot of hints in the Megillah. Megillah was written with achashverosh around. Even though Esther wrote the Megillah, she did it as the wife of King achashverosh. So she can't say anything bad achashverosh. So she only hints to the problems with achashverosh. That's why it says, Vahibi me hu achashverosh, he was a Rasha from beginning to end. So that's what he tells you. He was a Chashrosh. Don't think he changed. He's a Rasha all the way through. But we don't only hint to it. We can't say it in the Megillah because Rosh is around. You got it? I got it. I didn't know that. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. We're giving you a lot of things you didn't know here. Okay? Uh, for exa- another similar example, Hu Esav. It says, He is Esav. When it says, Hu Esav, that teaches you. That means he was a rasha all the way through. Whenever it says, Hu Esav, what do you have to tell me that again for? It's coming to hint to you that the guy stays the same. Don't think that even though Esav buried Yitzchak at the end of his life, don't think he became uh, a Sadiq afterwards. Like it says by Yishmael that he did Teshuvah. Don't say that by Esav. Hu Esav means. Yeah. Hu Datan Aviram. By Datan Aviram, it says, Hu Datan Aviram again. They were Datan Aviram, the bad guys who complained about Moshe Rabbeinu. Don't worry, they stayed the same all the way through. They would say all the way through. By King Ahaz, it says, he, he was the King Ahaz, he was wicked from him. Avraham, who Avraham, it says, Avraham, who Avraham, it means he was Sadiq all the way through. Whenever it says, who this, it means he stays the same. Who Aaron and Moshe, they are Aaron and Moshe again. What does this mean? They were thinking all the way. With David, who Akatan, David was the youngest. Who bekodom bekodom means he stayed humble from beginning to end. Just like he was when he was young, anyone who was greater than the Torah, he lowered himself in front of him. Also, when he was a king, he lowered himself. Anyone who was wiser than him, he didn't say, "Oh, I'm a king. I'm I, I'm more important." He he lowered himself in front of them. Now it says in the, in the Megillah. Who rules? Amarav Rav says Shemalach Metzvah Hamolech means he was a ruler on his own. He wasn't the, the son of a king. He took over the kingdom. Amrilah Some understand this as a praise of him. For Amrilah some understand it as a putting put down of him. 
That means when they wanted to pick a king, he must have been the best guy around. And therefore, that's why they picked him, even though he's not hereditary. Right? Others learned the other way around. He wasn't really fit for the king, and he just paid his way in. And therefore, that's why we're saying that Hamolech, he ruled on his own. Now we said, Hamolech mehodu ve'ad kush. From hodu to kush. Rabu Shmuel, machlok Rabu Shmuel. Chad amar hodu, besofo shalom, v'kush besofo shalom. Chad amar hodu v'kush, gabi adad ninu. Some say that when he says he ruled from Hodu to Kush, it's like saying from Hodu on one end of the world to Kush on that. He ruled over the whole thing. Others say no, Hodu and Kush are right next to each other. And if so, just like he had strong rulership over the two countries that are right next to him, Hodu and Kush, so too, the same way he was, he was ruled, it's like, it's like a guy says, he's ruling over New York and New Jersey, which means he rules over the whole United States like he ruled over the tri-state area. We're telling you, 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 sometimes when you have a big kingdom, you don't have any rule over the end of it. We're saying, no, he's like New York and New Jersey. He rules on the whole, New York, whole United States like New York and New Jersey. It says, it also says, He rules over the whole river from Tifsach to Aza. Rabu Shmuel. Some same machlok by Shlomo Melech. One says that he ruled from Tifsach to Aza, one word to the other. He ruled of the whole world like he ruled of those two. Again, New York, New Jersey, same idea. Okay, you with me so far? Yeah. Okay. It says Sheva ve'esrim umeha Medina. 127 countries. In the beginning, The reason why it says it like this is to show you that first he only ruled over 7. Then he got bigger and ruled over 20. And then finally ruled over 120. Got it? Another 100. The, the, the problem is, if you're assuming that the way they said the Pasuk, Sheva Vesim is indicative that they're three separate numbers, so then how are you going to learn a different Pasuk when it tells you that Amram lived for 137 years? You say that each one is different? No, it's more said, no. Shani Hacha de Kragi Here it's an extra Pasuk. Kush. In other words, when you're right, by Amram it doesn't mean anything particularly. But that's because it's just telling you the number. But over here, it, we already told you he's ruling from Hodu to Kush. So why are we telling you how many countries it is? Obviously, we come and tell you that the, the, the progression that he went from seven to twenty, and then finally over one hundred twenty-seven. Okay. Yichap. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of countries, but the our point is the point is that when you have an extra words, we have to use it to explain why why the Torah is putting extra words there. Okay. The bottom of the page. Turn over now. We went to the brayta. Shosha malchu malchu bekipa. There were three kings who ruled over the whole world in, in the history of the world. Ve'eluhen Achav, Achashverosh, Menuchan Netzah. How do we know? Achav dechiv chay Hashem elokim Hashem im yesh goyim amalcha shelo shalach adunisham levakshecha. 
Hashem lives, there's no nation who Hashem didn't send me to look for you there. Achav was looking for Eliyahu and Avi to find him. And Achav swore when he saw him that he sent a message to every country in the world to find him in that country. And we're proving from there he must have ruled over the country because how can you send, someone, how can you send a messenger to look in someone else's country? It must be that you ruled over all the countries. Okay. Nuchanetz, how do you know to rule the whole kippah, the whole world? Dekhtiv, as it says, It will be that any nation which doesn't put his neck under the yoke of Avel will get killed. And therefore we see that he ruled the whole world. Like we said, Okay. We're now on the top of Yud Aleph Amorbet. You're telling me there's only three people who ruled the whole world? There was more. What about Shalomor Melech? Shalomor didn't finish his kingdom. Which means that Shalomor didn't got kicked off the throne at the end of his life. That's good according to the one who says that Shalomor Melech was a king and then he became a regular person. So if so, since he didn't die as a king, so we didn't include him as in the three. But there's another opinion that says that he was a king. He got off the throne and got back on the throne. So according to that opinion, why did we why didn't we include him in the list of three kings who ruled the world? Says the Gemara. So, according to this, this rabbi who says that he did rule the whole world at the end of his life, the reason why we left him off is because he's greater than this list. That list only ruled over the world. Shalomor ruled over the whole world, plus the angels too. And therefore, we're not including the list because the list is too low for him, right? It's like, how come you include this billionaire in the list of millionaires? We don't include that list is millionaires. We we need a second billionaire list, and we're not including him. You got it? Yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Okay, Shlomo, I understand why you put. What about Sanchariv? Sanchariv ruled the whole world also. Because he told the Jews, the Jews were in Yushalayim and they were fight, they were waiting, they were resisting his conquering. And he told them, which other country ever was able to resist me? Why don't you give in and, and surrender? Mm-hmm. So you see that he ruled the whole world. But he never captured Yerushalayim. Since he never captured Yerushalayim, and he ended up dying. So therefore, he didn't rule the whole world because he missed Yerushalayim. Okay? What about Daryavish? It says, Daryavish sent a messenger to tell everyone that Daniel got saved from the lions. He threw Daniel in the lions then for praying to God. And after Daniel got saved from the lions, he sent a letter to every country telling them how great Hashem is that everyone should pray to Hashem. Now, that letter was sent to every country. Sent to every country means he ruled every country. Ah, so you see, he also should be on the list of three guys who ruled the kippah. You with us? Yeah. You got it or no? Yeah, he's supposed to be on the list. Right? Well, I should be on the list because you see, he sent letters to every country. That means he's a ruler, right? He says, well, no. It says that he appointed over the kingdom 120 
rulers. Now, there was 127 in Achashrosh's time. That means he's missing seven. That's what he didn't do. Okay? Dagavish is out. Poor guy, only 120. Now, Vaikah Kodesh, what about Kodesh? Dechtiv, Koamad Kodesh, Melech Paras, Koamotiah, Aritz, Natan Hashem. Hashem gave me all the kingdoms of the world. Hatam, Ishtabuchi, who the Kamashtak Benavshe. Over there, he was just praising himself. He's bragging. And therefore, when a guy brags, he's not exactly exact on the details. But you're right, he didn't rule the whole world. Okay. In the end, we came out, three people ruled the whole world, and Shalomo was on the list of billionaires. Okay? Right. Says the Kayamim Ahem B'Shevet HaMelech HaChashvelosh Chutiv Batineh B'Shnat Shalosh Lamalcho It says, in those days, when the king sat on his throne. That sounds like it's the first year of his rule, because it says, when the king sat on his throne. Right? But then it says, Bishnat Shalosh Lamalcho Asamishneh. It says, in the third year of his king, he made a body. Is it the first year of his king he made the body, or the third year of the king? Why are we calling it the first and the third at the same time? Mm-hmm. Hear the question? Yeah. Okay. It says the Gemara. Amarava, my Keshevet. What does it mean when he sat? Okay. Mara says that really he ruled, it's really his third year. But this is the first year that he's relaxed. Keshevet means he's chilled. He's sitting means he's chilled. Why was he chilled? Because till now, he was afraid that the Jews would rebel and he would lose one of his countries. You know, a guy's got 127 countries. He lose one, he's going crazy, right? Now, since the Jews had a, a, a nivuah that's 70 years, they're going to go back. He figured that for the first three years, he was worried that the 70 years would, would be up now and the Jews would go back. And that's why he w- couldn't relax. Once uh, the, his calculations was over in his mind that the 70 years was already over, so then he relaxed. So Keshevet means when he relaxed. First year, the first year he was king, but he didn't relax. Third year he was relaxed. Now, why did he relax? Was there was a king, Belshazzar, who was before him, who figured out that, that the seven years were over. He took out the vessels of Beth Mikdash. said, no, no, now I'm not worried anymore. And then he died that night. Okay? Daniel came, he died that night with a dream, a famous story, writing on the wall, and he died. So he said to himself, oh, Belshazzar made a, made a calculation. He was off. I'll make a new calculation of the 70 years, and I'll be right. I'm going to see that inside. My he, what's this? I will remember you before, when I, when, when I finish Bavel 70 years. It says, I will fill 70 years from the ruins of Yerushalayim. Belshazzar, who was the first king who made a mistake, he figured there's 45 years of Nebuchadnezzar's rule, and 23 years of Evel Merodach, and th- two of his own years, that's altogether 70. Now, Hashivim, so right away he took out the vessels of Beth Mekdash and he used them. Now really, 45 years of Nebuchadnezzar was off. Why not? We're going to see later that he was off because he wasn't supposed to start from when Nebuchadnezzar was king. He's supposed to start from later on. So he started when Nebuchadnezzar was king even before they destroyed the Beth Mekdash. And that's why he was off. But it sounded like he was right because it says, I'm going to f- f- complete 70 years for Bavel. So it sounds like from when Bavel becomes king, but really it meant from when Bavel really becomes king when he destroys the Beth Mekdash. Okay? Now it says, How can we figure out the Nebuchadnezzar ruled for 45 years? which is part of the Cheshbon, 
part of the calculation that he was 45 years. How do we know that? Tell my walkers we learned. Galu B'Sheva. The Jews were exiled on the 7th. Galu B'Shmoneh got exiled on the 8th. Galu B'Shmoneh exiled on the 8th. Shmona said on the 18th. But Tisha said also on the 19th. How does that work? Galu B'Sheva. The Jews got exiled in the 7th year of Nebuchadnezzar when he captured King Yehoyachin. Which is the eighth year of his rule. Galuba Shmona Asad, he was exiled of Sidikiyahu, is in the eighteenth year. Shutesh said, which is the nineteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. The first year he captured Nineveh, the second year he got Yoyakim. How do we know it's 45 years? It says, It was in the 37th year. So, in the 37th year after Yoyachin was put in jail, everyone took him out of jail. So this, that means that Nebuchadnezzar, in his second year of kingdom, captured Israel. Captured King Yehoyachin, the king of Israel, and put him in jail, and left him in jail till he died. When his son Evamaradok took over, he in, in the in the it says in the thirty seventh year after he got exiled, he got pulled out of jail by the son. That's the first year he was king. That means he was thirty seven years in jail, right? Timni, he had he was king for eight years before he got rid of Yehoyachin. Tatim v'sheva plus thirty seven. That comes out to 45 years. And that's how we know the Mukhazza was king for 45 years. Right? Because eight years before he got him, 37 years in jail till he got out of jail. So altogether, Mukhazza was king for how long? 45 years. Okay. How do we know that Evan Murdoch was, was king for, for, for 23 years? How, did, how does that know that fact? We have that as a misodafra. We figured that from from our rabbis. It doesn't say that anyway. We can't figure that from Bisukim. Trust us on that one. Okay? And what else? And two years of him, Hashimim, that's 70 years. Amar, so Belshazzar said, Belshazzar is the, is the grandson. He said, oh, It's 45, 23, and 2. Okay, they're never going to, 70, that's it, they'll never get out. And he took out the vessel of Betamikdash, yeah, let's have a party. The Jews are never going back. Right? How do you Daniel? That's why Daniel, when he was interpreting the dream and writing on the wall, he came and told him, Oh, you look, you took out the vessel of Beth Mikdash and you put it in front of you. That night, he got killed. Daniel became the king at 62. Okay. <coughs> that is Belshazzar's mess up. Now Hashverosh comes in. He also messed up. Says Gemara, Amar Iu Matai He made a mistake. Ana Chashim Nevlotina. I'll make a mistake. I won't make a mistake. Miktiv doesn't say the Malchut Pavel. No. Le Pavel Ktiv. My Le Pavel Le Galut Pavel. When the pasuk when the pasuk says it's seventy years, doesn't say for the kingdom of Pavel. So you're counting from. From when 
Nebuchadnezzar becomes king in Babylonia. No, it says Lebavel. Lebavel, as from the Jews' perspective, Babel means when Babel becomes ruler over them. When did it happen? When they first captured Yoyachin, which is the first king they captured before they destroyed the Beit Midrash. They captured Yoyachin, the king, and they put him in Galut. So count from that. Right, 70 years, right? <clears throat> How much did you take away? Timothy, eight years. Because it was eight years till Yoachin was captured. So they have to take away from Belshazzar, take away eight years from Heshbon. So he says, Belshazzar, you counted 70, it was really 62. Right? Add eight years. So Achron counted five years were gone behind. He figured out, one year of Belshazzar, five years of David Kodesh, Vitati Dan, two of his own years, that's 70 years, so he figured he's done. Okay? You know what's so interesting? I know what's going to happen, but they still don't. It's still getting messed up. Yeah. If, you don't, if, you, if you try and use it for the wrong thing, Hashem doesn't let you figure it out. Okay? Since he saw there were 70 years and they weren't killed, he says, now they won't be redeemed. So he used the vessels of the Mikdash at the party. Because he said, now, now I see that uh, it's safe. So you did that. So the Satan took care of him. And he, the Satan was dancing at his party. And he ended up killing his wife. Because he took the vessel of Beit HaMikdash. Achorosh ended up killing Vashti. Okay? But wasn't he right? He's supposed to do from destruction of Yerushalayim, which was 11 years after he died. And since he didn't count it, that's why he's off. Okay. Where says, wait, doesn't work out also. So, so, compensating. How many did he take away? How many was he off by? Chad Saleh. 11. Iu Kamalach, Arbesa. But we know he, he was ruling for 14 years. Arbesa did there. So, in the 14th year, it should have been built a Beit Mikdash because Achishrosh is. Listen to how it worked. Achishrosh made the party in the third year of his kingdom, right? Right. Plus eleven, fourteen. So at the fourteenth year of his rulership, they should have built a Beit Mikdash. If he was off by eleven years, it should be in the fourteenth year they built a Beit Mikdash, right? Why does it say that they stopped it in those times? Amarava. They were also partial years, which means it was 70 full years. And we, when we counted years, when we got to the years, let's say the end of Ibn Moradah, we said that was 23 years. We counted 23, but even if he was one month, we counted that as a year. So if you add up, when we said 70 years, it means 70 full years, not 70 years counting with kings. When you count with kings, you always lose, because you start the new count as soon as he dies. Even And if he dies after one month, we count it as a year. So that's why we were a little off with the things, and it was a little after the 14th year, not when exactly is, that. When was uh, Esther, sorry, what, when Queen Esther, when, when was the kingdom? Uh, well, she, I think she became queen in the ninth year or the seventh year after Achashosh was in. Mm-hmm. When they had the beauty contest. No, maybe, maybe, maybe after the third year, right away. They had the beauty contest right away, after Vashti died. Right after the party, probably the third year. She was really sure for a while. Vashti died in the first year. Third. Because oh, the par- after the party, she died after the party. The party started the third year, right? Mm-hmm. They, they killed her in the party, and then he got, he was upset afterwards. They started. It was, I think it was a two-year beauty contest. So 
don't know, 150, I don't know, I forgot. Rabbi Haber has a beautiful timeline to use. Okay, we're going to stop at the top of the middle. Baruch Adonai, the Olam, Amen, Amen.